0: Welcome to another episode of Breaking Through with Elena. That's me. Pretty sure we've established that. But maybe this is your first time here. And if that is the case, I'm so happy that you found us. This is the podcast that celebrates women in the entertainment industry and shares their stories of how they broke through in their field. But more importantly, we focus on what it's like to be a woman and overcome hurdles in these industries to make it especially though... In country music because there is an insane lack of representation these past few years and that brings me to this week's guests. They are not shy about pointing out that problem. In fact, it's where their entire formation started. Amanda Shires, Brandi Carlisle, Natalie Hemby and Maren Morris are together known as the High Women. These women each have incredible solo careers. Brandy is basically queen of the Americana world right now. She just won Artist of the Year at the Americana Awards then turned around and played a sold-out show at Madison Square Garden a couple days later. Totally casual. Amanda Shires joined the Texas Playboys at the age of 15 and has since been with the thrift store Cowboys and, of course, with her husband Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit. Natalie Hemby has written some of your favorite songs and country music from artists like Miranda Lambert, Casey Musgraves, Kelly Clarkson, Little Big Town, Blake Shelton, Keith Urban, Carrie Underwood, Lady Antebellum, and more. Then, of course, there's Marin Morris, who has been on this show multiple times and is one of the most successful country artists in the game right now. My point being, these women did not need to do anything else. They're busy enough. They've accomplished amazing things. But that's the reason that this is so special because they wanted to do this. It stems from passion and a vision to right what is wrong and give women a voice again. Have us see ourselves through so many different eyes and experiences. The album is incredible. If you haven't checked it out yet, then do yourself a favor. But not yet, because first, you gotta check Check out this conversation because these women have a lot to say, and you will love every word. So let's get right to it. It's breaking through with the high women. Well, I'd like to welcome to the show Brandy Carlisle, Natalie Hemby, and Amanda Shires. Thank you so much for being here. Happy to be. Thanks for for
1: having us. We're so excited to be here.
0: Everybody has been asking me to get the high women on this show, and I'm like. Yes, a million percent, obviously. And it's finally happening. You might notice Mary Morris is not here. She has done this plenty of times, though. And I am a little salty at her because like maybe a week or something before you guys actually came out with The High Women, she did the show and she didn't tell me anything about it because you guys were very tight lipped. So when it came out, I was like oh, we could have talked all about that, but now we can really get into it. So I'm very excited about this. And I I really just want to start with the story of how this all came together, because I know there's some people that haven't heard it yet. And I've read about it, but I've never heard it from you guys directly. So I would love to just start there. Sure. I was backstage at at Basement
2: East, kind of um, getting ready to go on stage and partying with all my friends and and, uh, and a Amanda
3: Dave thing, a low country sound thing, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anderson just, was playing he and drug me over there because I w- was too nervous to talk to you. Oh, Dave Aww. Cobb. Dave Cobb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and, he checked uh, in about the high woman like eight months later, he's like, so where'd, where'd you go with that with Brandy? And I was like, just
2: waiting for the time to be right. <laughs> she didn't seem nervous. She walked straight up to me and she said, I want to start a band with you and I want to call it the high Woman amazing it was loud back there and i thought she said the highwayman and i was like i think that name is taken <laughs> yeah. and she's like no no you know it it needs to be this it needs to be about this and it just immediately i just sort of visualized it you know and i and i knew i needed to keep in touch and we needed to start this for real
3: she went um this was literally horrible timing on my part she was actually going on stage and then she was had i, I don't know she has this way of, of seeing into you and And she didn't let me down or anything. She just said, this is a great thing. We're going to do this, but I got to go sing right now. Mm. (laughs) Something like that. I was like, great. Awesome. Did you think about it on
0: stage because you were so inspired by it? Or were you able to disconnect?
2: Yeah. And I -hmm. I continued to call and text um, Amanda, but she's like a little butterfly. You know, she's not tied to her phone. It's not a portal into her life. It's her tool. She doesn't, she doesn't use it as an access point for me. (laughs) So she didn't. (laughs) She didn't reach back uh, out for a long time and uh, we found our buses parked next to each other one night and um mercy was sick and I have my kids with me on my bus and it we started texting about baby Tylenol but we stayed in touch after that and then we we started to construct the high woman and then
0: Marin was next in the equation right
2: yeah it was um around the time that Marin had asked me to come to the CMT honors evening and sing natural woman with her to me, that felt really significant um, because here's this, you know, country star that's totally succeeding and um, incredible and uh, being accepted. Mm -hmm. And she invited a very interesting, not typical, you know, gay woman who's like 15 years older than her to come and sing a song called natural woman in a community that I wasn't sure I would be accepted in. Mm-hmm. And she was the probably the biggest part of opening the door up to country music to me for the first time since I was a very little girl. She's done some
0: amazing things for the genre already in the short amount of time she's been here and so for her to actually, you know, go into this when she's got a lot going on. All of you guys have a lot going on. It's just, it's so fascinating to me and so cool that there's that much passion behind it. Yeah, so she's like you know who I'm going to invite? A lesbian folk singer Mm. Um,
2: and that's what made (laughs) me think to myself, you know who is a high woman? It's Maren Morris. So uh, yeah, Maren was the next call. And then we get Natalie.
1: How did that all go down? (laughs) Well, you know what? I'm going to actually credit Dave to this. Um, Mm -hmm. Dave is outstanding. Every time he calls me, big things happen. He called me to write for the Stars Born film. And then uh, I get a phone call from him. He's like, hey, I need you to call me back. And I'm like, he probably wants me to come over tomorrow. But he said, um, Amanda Shires and Brandy Carlisle are starting a band. Um, I think Marin's going to be in it, and Marin. Uh, actually, I've known Marin. I knew Marin when she first rolled into town, and we've been friends for a long time. So, I was excited to hear that she was going to be a part of it. But he said, "Do you want to write for the for the group?" And I was like, "Heck yeah!" So I, um, Brandy, sent me uh, the High Woman song that they had rewritten and that she and Amanda had done. And I remember listening to it for the first time in my writing room, and I was just floored. And I was like, "Wow, okay, we're writing this record. Like, this is this is like a this is the bar, basically, to me." So I, uh, you know, I was asking what what kind of songs he wanted, and he just talked about like we want songs that you know about bringing women together and that sort of thing. So I called Lori McKenna, and we wrote uh, "Crowded Table," and we wrote that song pretty. Pretty quickly, and I sent it to Brandy and Amanda, and they were like, "We love the song," which, as a songwriter, for me was very that's a that's the biggest compliment. That's what you want you want the person that you're writing it for to feel like they wrote it. Mm-hmm. And um, so then next thing I know, they're like, "You want to come sing on it?" And I'm like, "That's weird. I thought they were a band. Like they're supposed to sing on it." <laughs> so, but thank, so I go in the studio and and. Um, and then we were all singing it together. And then these two literally are like all up in my face. And also I had written redesigning women. <laughs> we were all up in your face.
3: <laughs> they were like all of my, and they're I was on like, like, my knees. Like, <laughs> like, like.
1: This was like, hey, do you want to be in our band?
0: <laughs> it sounds like in high school, like when you're nervous, like want to be in our band? <laughs> so much
2: of this was like going back to high school. Really? And it, just the sense of the vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. And the awkwardness sure. of it. Yeah. yeah. It was
1: like, and I was like, what does that mean?
2: Like, I, I
3: was like, I don't stupid. have a
2: manager, y'all. I did. That's
3: what she said. <laughs> <laughs> she said and she's like, was like, How will I get to wherever we're going? And I said, they'll figure it out. You don't ever have to wonder that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I was already asking questions. because yeah. I just didn't. So, and then, uh, I was, then they were started telling me how they're going to play a Newport. Mm-hmm. And I was with, and we, uh, Brady was like, I think we're getting Dolly Parton and she's going to be singing. We're going to sing with her. And I was like, oh. "Wait, you
0: guys knew that before you even fully formed? We well, it was in the
3: works." Oh, I did. I
0: did. Whoa, yeah. it was in the works. Dang! Yeah. So you hear about that, and then you're like, I was like I'm in." This is <laughs> yeah. like
3: the third day of us asking you. and I think it <laughs> coincided with something. I'm not yeah. sure. We weren't supposed to talk about her. She, I don't know. I didn't say anything. Yeah,
0: wait. That, I remember this. that something. And then you guys were teasing Amanda about how she like let the secret out. Was that really real? That's real. Yeah,
3: I accidentally did that.
0: But it it actually, it worked out perfect. Yeah. She accidentally (laughs) talked about it on a radio station. (laughs) (laughs) For everybody to hear. Right. Well, then you guys did the, it was the Loretta Lynn tribute, correct? At Bridgestone. Mm -hmm. And that was the debut. Were you guys nervous because this is such a new avenue and a new idea? So nervous. Yeah. I was So so nervous. Nervous. I bet. So then did it all just feel really... Organic and natural once you got up there.
2: Yeah, we got up there and like we just started partying. Like it was fun. It was three and a half minutes of total the whole, bliss.
3: That experience for me was the most terrifying thing I've ever done. It was the first time I ever went on stage without my violin. Oh, whoa. Yeah, the about that. Yeah, first time in history I've ever done a... Be on stage moment and so I didn't know what to do with my hands yeah <laughs> did you do like air violin <laughs> no Marin was trying to give get me to relax about my hands in the back dressing room about like some little things that you can do she was just giving me some basics and I was like oh my god yeah. <laughs> what are these things
2: and then you met Garth Brooks and you started bawling <gasps> oh.
3: and you lost all your makeup yeah. That's yeah. right. Everybody
2: was yeah, there. Everybody was yeah.
1: there. it was very nerve wracking because it was our debut, and it just so happened to be like in front of iconic stars. It was so in an arena mm-hmm. of all places. And Loretta was
2: sitting right there. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> like on the stage looking mm-hmm. at you. And that um, no, was critical really hard. Judgment. Yeah, <laughs> yes,
0: for no, sure. love and support. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, but from that night, it was really, really cool to see how excited everybody was about it, myself included, obviously. But I mean, that was kind of the headline from that entire night. Mm. And since then, what's it been like? Because I feel like I've heard you guys say before that you're figuring this out as you go, because you just knew that there was this kind of void, right, that needed to be filled, and voices that needed to be heard. So how how has it been kind of playing it out?
1: It's been actually, it's been an absolute joy ride. It's been like, I mean, it's been a learning experience for me. Um, I didn't know anything about set design and things like that. But I, it's sort of been flat by the seat of our pants and, which is terrifying for some of us. But, um, you know, Newport was just, I can't even describe how incredible it was. Um, to play there for the first time and to play for people who were just anxiously waiting to see what our songs were and how we sounded as a band. And it was very, I don't know, I feel sort of like I've gone to war with these girls. (laughs) (laughs) And like, we all just got thrown in boot camp together. Yeah. But we all came out alive and now we love each other even more. You know what I mean? It's like, that's kind of how I feel.
3: What I feel about all this is... um... Uh, kind of what I always, what I did, could never put a finger on that was missing for me musically, which is not only the, the sisterhood, but the sisterhood and brotherhood between all all sorts of people. But um, when we started playing the songs and um, people started hearing them, I could, I could feel that um, it wasn't just, you know, us that needed this, that are other people too, and it's, the symbiotic nature i guess of of performing and and having an audience that where you all feel the same thing, it just sends so much like positive love and light and energy out into the world and some somehow I just felt like um like i I don't know like I belonged a little more,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well and that sisterhood that you guys have created I think is so important right now in this music because you know there there are a lot of obviously this whole podcast was started because of the conversation of the lack of women in country music mm-hmm. and I I used to work in pop music and coming over to this side I was like Wait, huh? Like how right. how is this even possible? I mean, I I I love co- even calling myself out cuz my other my nighttime show, you know, there were many times that we would have 5 hours and there would be maybe two women in the entire show and it oh just it felt so wrong and inauthentic to me and so I, uh, you know, th- that's where this all stemmed from. And of course the conversation that everybody's having, but how do you guys see it from, let's say like 2017 to now, do you feel like there is a really big shift happening?
3: Yes. I mean, I'm looking here at you and thinking, where have you been all my life, <laughs> you,
0: know? you mean um, the shift in a in a good way or in a yeah, negative way? In a, well either, like how, how are you seeing it in this community? Because you are seeing it firsthand. I mean, I don't mean this in a critical way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's
2: you know merely observational, but when girl went to number one at country radio, it was the first woman to go number one in 17 months. Mm-hmm. And before that, there was only one other. So two women went to number one in two years at country radio. Yeah. That's a stunning, stunning disparagement. And it's so important to my daughters, just like it was to me, that if country radio, like me, is the only radio that you were allowed to listen to as a child, right. <laughs> just yeah. like in my household, um, what are you being told if you're being told for a solid hour that you are nothing but a, a, a butt in a pair of blue jeans? You're an object. By, yeah. all, by all men. Mm-hmm. And without hearing the other half of the story, the other half of the human race, it's really hard for young girls to design their narrative around country music and I think country music is a wholesome genre mm. overall and I think it always will be um, people want to hear good positive and loving things about each other and so the high Women are not a chastising movement we're not a lecture we're an invitation yeah. To change the conversation for real, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, because something needs to happen. There there was a long time there where people were just talking, but there was right. no real action. And there are a lot of people that are now like, okay, wait, we actually have to do something if we want to see change, including you guys, obviously. Mm-hmm. So what is going to be success in your eyes to the formation of this group? I mean, I know you already find success in the sisterhood in, in the fact that it's actually a thing. <laughs> there's a lot of ways to find success, but is it success in your eyes, even if like it's not played on the radio? It is if it draws attention to the fact that we're not played on the radio.
2: And it's not a challenge. Like I said, it's it's an invitation. But success for me would be being accepted um, by country music listeners and being allowed to tell our stories, which are. Relevant and pertinent to women in this country.
0: I do say this. I think I've, I think I've said this a few times on this show, but um, you know, I I really honestly think that radio has a responsibility because. Mm-hmm. You know, they—it's one of the things that shapes culture, right? Like right, they have yeah, the power absolutely. to shape culture. Yeah, and I get really frustrated when, like, a male PD or something will say, like, "Well, I have daughters, I have this," and I'm like, "Well, why, why aren't you making sure that their voices are heard?" Yeah, well, you, you know, want her to
3: know about herself. Today.
0: Exactly, exactly. So I, I think that it's just—that's just, a good
3: thing to ask because a lot of times showing somebody. Um, a a, a writer way of thinking is just asking them a question like that. Exactly. You should say that one more time, Brandy, just for me.
2: What do you want your daughter to know about herself today?
1: What do you want
3: your daughter to know about herself today?
1: What do you want your daughter to know about herself today? What do you want
0: her daughter to know about herself today? (laughs) We need
3: to get that on a pillow or something. (laughs) I I think a (laughs) t-shirt, a pillow. I mean, that was, I got goosebumps. It's just like, because that's the whole reason this thing started is um, talking about having daughters and the, how, how the music business is already a scary business. Yeah. And um, it, it's oftentimes unstable and, you know, it's isolating. And then um, I thought that when my daughter started showing signs of, of, you know, maybe pursuing a musical instrument like the kazoo that she was doing when <laughs> she was a year and a half, I thought, what's the worst that could happen? And I'm, at that time, my auxiliary cable was broken in my van so all I could listen to was Top 40 Country. And um, Which is great. There's some great things on it, but it was very terrible also in the fact that um, in 22 songs I heard two uh, voices that were women and um, That's when I decided that was the scariest thing because I don't want my daughter to have to live in a, in a in a in a world or move to that genre and only to find that she would have to um not have any friends or have to be competitive right. with other women when we kind of need each other. And I'm yeah, trying to say that in a better way. You know no, that's that way.
0: real. That's perfect. You yeah. said it perfectly. Okay. When, when Carrie Underwood came through here, she, she had a line that I think is really in line with that as well. That shook me mm-hmm. because it was just like, wow, that's so true. She said, I don't know what to tell little girls right now because I, I don't want to lie to them and say, you can do it. You can mm-hmm. do whatever because mm-hmm. there's just there at the time, this is maybe a year mm-hmm. ago, but there was literally zero space. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm frustrated with that. Mm-hmm. The fact that I can't even honestly tell a little girl who wants to be a country star, yep. like there's space for you, you know, mm-hmm. and and we've gotten to that that place that I think if we make people uncomfortable by actually saying those things, yeah. then they take a step back and look at it and are like, oh, crap, like we, we have gotten to this point.
2: Yeah. I mean, and I also
3: speaking that of be Carrie, a song. what do you want your-
2: I want to take just a yeah. quick moment to uphold the like three or four women that are succeeding at country radio and point out that they're doing everything they can to not let the door close behind them. And that, right, that right. Maren Morris is a brilliant leader. Miranda Lambert is taking women on tour and mm-hmm. breaking down walls. Carrie is actually a radical inclusive person yep. and has been since she came out. And, and I'll say the same for Kelsey Ballerini all four of these women, and many, many more. In fact, I can't think of one that's not doesn't right, want it to be this way and does not want to be the only one succeeding. at yep. radio.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's the thing because it's bittersweet almost for the people that are at the top because yeah. they all do care so much about those that are, you know, not quite there yet. And, but in the game, those are the sisters, you know, yeah. and to be up there, I think it's, it's so hard because you want to celebrate. And of course you do celebrate, but also you can't fully celebrate because yeah. yeah. And so they also, join movements like yeah. this. Yeah.
1: I just want to say too, as a songwriter, <clears throat> For me, it's been frustrating for years because let me just tell you something. The songs are out there. Yeah, We've written them and they are really good and they're not being played. And they're coming out from from artists like Haley Witters or Cassie Ashton Mm -hmm. or Kaylee Hammock. There's just so many girls out there right now who are writing excellent material, Mm. but radio that sounds so different, fresh. It's it's not about having your booty and some shorts, you know. It's like, but they just will not play it. Mm-hmm. And they, and for me as a female songwriter, it is very frustrating. Um, I have a song that's doing really well in the charts right now with a male artist, and I actually really love and believe in this guy. But I just feel like, had that been a woman, are you kidding? Yeah, I w- it would be down in the fifties, mm-hmm. yeah. in the forties, if yeah. if we're lucky. Casey Musgraves, I wrote a song with her that um, it was a very, it was a ballad and they always complain to how ballads don't do well. But Marin's first number one was a ballad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I just feel like they just don't, they don't give us a chance. And, I just don't buy into the narrative of women don't listen to each other. Yeah.
3: Are you kidding me? These all Mm -hmm. sound like made up things too. Like if there's any statistic, I'd like to see where they get their information. Exactly. And there's, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And, and you know, all of that, that testing that is used, it's not super reliable. And also like, I always like to preach and remind people that like, As human beings, we like things we're familiar with. And all of these male songs are getting a million plays and so many chances. And so these studies, they're skewed because, like, the male songs get, let's say, Thomas Rapp, I love Thomas Rapp, but let's say, you know, he gets like 100 spins, and let's say a cam got like 50. Cam me too. But that Diane, oh, oh, I can't gosh, even talk Diane about it. Amazing. I can't even talk about it. It's it's an amazing Brilliant. song. It's salty about that too. Mm-hmm. But um, but there's no way for people to get familiar with a song if it doesn't get the same amount of spins. So, maritology doesn't hold up in this situation, right? Yeah. So the studies, even or not the studies, because there are some studies that have come out now yeah. that have shown mm-hmm. that there is no proof right. of that. Right. But though that original way of doing the numbers is not it does it's not relevant it doesn't Actually, make sense Amanda
2: and i were just on the phone with it's the producer archaic. of ellen yesterday yeah and he goes so off the record and here i am on the radio what's going on with country radio and i was like i don't know and he's like because let me tell you something we have as many if not more uh female country singers on ellen and he goes and they rate they rate high just mm-hmm. as i if not higher than men on daytime tv mm-hmm. So I know the ratings are sim- similar at Country Radio. Yeah. And I was like, oh that's so interesting to know that. That is really that that's interesting. How the world views are our, our genre that they love us, that they want to hear women. Yeah. And so I wonder if there's a way to enthusiastically offer Country Radio an opportunity, yeah, to catch up with the rest of the world mm-hmm. and to actually succeed beyond what they even thought was possible Mm -hmm. knowing that women do actually rate in the demographic that they're, that they're playing to.
0: Right. And that, oh man, I wish that we could come out with that TV fact because that we show, can. you can't, like, can. yeah, he won't care. Yeah, oh, well, I know. I, and that, that's the thing. Like, I, I want it to be like out there for everyone. Like, yeah, some, yeah, it's like,
3: out there. I bet you could just look it up on the internet too. Yeah,
0: we need to make everybody yeah. see that. Like, yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. Because that's a lot and that and TV ratings, that actually makes sense. And like the, how they do it, how they get to it. It's
3: me because even the late night TV shows are still off, not Ellen, but they're, yeah. they're still for every um Woman's performance. There's, you know, eight to ten males, and then even the writers for the shows. It's it's usually a eight person room full of men. Occasionally, you have one woman. That's yeah. cause and effect, though. I think it's because the labels see the pattern at
2: radio, yeah, and they don't even sign us, right. Mm-hmm. And, right? um it so we trickle in in much lower numbers, and that's why when you talk to a programmer at a radio station. They're kind of confused too. Like they're not sure on an individual level what's happening. Right. It's almost en masse that it's happening. So at an individual level, they're like, I feel kind of helpless. Mm I can't move the the mechanism by myself. Mm -hmm. So it's like important to get everybody together in one room and offer mm-hmm. to, to join to For join sure. a a movement with them.
0: Yeah, because that is it, we're all again human beings no matter what and we all have someone to answer to and we all, you know, take advice from people that we feel like are authorities. And I feel honestly and I don't know, but like I feel honestly like that's where the problem started that it was probably consultants telling people and then the consultants being like the authority mm-hmm. women don't want to hear women and it just kind of you know snowballed Just because t- people that, yeah. That's that's kind of what I feel like it is and I it's mean I have a rumor what exactly and then soon enough horrible
3: things you say you something say enough nap-ball. and yeah yeah you
0: think it's true exactly so I I feel like that's where it's at but I mean I can't even tell you guys how many times I had heard to my face women don't want to hear women and when that's I came crazy. here I know yeah. and that that's why I this podcast too. was originally called women want to hear women because I was like I need to reclaim that narrative someone needs to why reclaim that Uh, It was just a little bit long and people were having. People kept accidentally hashtagging, like, what women want, like like the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah like okay look the you know down to the core this this podcast is about sharing women, women's stories and the feel that they have broken through in and so we came down to it we're like let's let's just call it breaking through it's a much easier and yeah, shorter yeah, sure, hashtag sure. but i always do talk about the original name because i think it's important yeah and um and i think that reclaiming that narrative is what we all just need to continue doing and thank you for doing this well it's thanks awesome. for doing thank this
2: what you're doing this is so a really big part yes. of moving the needle in this
0: situation thank you And I really appreciate that. And I, I, it's a lot of hard work and a lot of, um, still people being like, uh, and and then there's the people that will be like, well, men want to hear women too. I'm like, I'm not saying you don't, I am championing the fact that you do. (laughs) And Thank you. Yes. And thank you for that. And, and so there, I do also like to do this on the show. I mean, who are some men that you love to shout out that have been champions of women in this industry? Brothers
2: Osborne. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brothers Osborne was like one of the first three I was
3: going to say, too.
1: Yeah. Brothers Osborne. They're they're incredible. Yeah.
3: And obviously Dave Cobb. Dave right. Cobb, um, Cobb. Willie Nelson is an early supporter of women, you know, yeah. having a sister and all kinds of, you know, folks in uh, uh, the Texas Playboys, who I worked for for a while. Mm-hmm. They were big time into supporting women. They um, uh, worked with Cindy Walker. One of my favorite songwriters of all time, and also the McKinney sisters, and took them on the road. And um, Jason Hitzbull, my husband, has always been a great supporter. Jason, yes, Dirk uh, Bentley.
1: Dirk Bentley. That's oh what I was yeah, Dirk Bentley has been Dierks incredible. Dirk
2: such a gentleman.
1: Didn't
0: Dierks, uh do like a dramatic reading? He did. That he was did. cool. Yeah, he was, it was like wonderful. before
2: we even were fully formed as a band. I was talking to him about it, and he was like, "Anything I can do to help, I will do. Anything I can do to help." And he yes. was another one that invited me into the country music community um knowing that not everyone might be happy about it and it just yeah he's really a special person in my life Mm -hmm. yeah i I love dirk's he's a very good friend of mine too i I wrote on his last
1: record and um he's just he's uh, he's very supportive of art and people and women and men and Um, but he doesn't, he definitely sees our struggle and and I feel seen by him, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And that's all anybody wants is to feel seen. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like that's, that's what it's all about. And so. Ladies, we're running out of time here right now. I want to I, shout out more men. Though. I know. Yeah. I know. Children. Wait, can you think? Can you think of any others? So many. I know. There's and there's so many that are starting to bring. Can Can I just say too? Because this just just came out. Like huge shout out to Luke Combs. He's bringing Ashley McBride out with him, yes. which is, Luke is amazing. Ama- it's he So brought, fantastic. He Amanda
1: on to play for him.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, the that's award, right. At the, the awards award show, at yeah. ACMs,
1: took me, he took me bow fishing. He did. <laughs> I, sang, I sang next next to him at a songwriters round, and we we both poked fun at each other. I love him to
0: pieces. We love our
2: boys. It's no it is no secret. We love the men in our lives, and they support us and. That's why this can change. It's not gonna yeah. change because all women are gonna get together right. and change it. And men are gonna have us. to join the movement.
1: Exactly. They write songs about us. They mm-hmm. love us. Yep. Yeah. They need we, to let us in
0: though. They love, yeah. exactly.
3: they love their mamas, don't they? They love their mamas. They love their mamas.
0: It's a It's exactly. But that that really is. You're so right with that, Brandy. Everybody has to do it together. It can't just be a one-sided thing. And so, yes, we love those men that are supportive. Brian Webb, right over here, huge supporter. Brian, he Brian. he was like, I wanna be a part of this show no matter what because he believes in women in country music and believes in this message and and there's just there's so many people that really are behind it and uh, let's just keep it going right? The
2: question right, of the day is what do you want your daughter to know about herself today? What mm-hmm. do you want
0: your daughter to know about herself today? What do you want your daughter to know about herself today? Hey what do you want your daughter to know about herself today? <laughs> I think on that note we'll leave you with that. Thank you ladies so you so, much. so much. Thank you so much. I got to tell you, just a few hours after we recorded that, they happened to be having an event here in Nashville where they recorded the album. I have never seen them perform in person and made my way over to RCA Studio A. I can't even explain what an experience it was. I, I think I took my phone out maybe once, which is saying a lot for me, but I remember thinking... I'm gonna want evidence I was here so I can show my kids one day or maybe sell it to the Country Music Hall of Fame. I don't know. But for real, that is something I will never forget. It was amazing. Now the vocals, the words, the stories, but most importantly, the sisterhood. It was just something else. All right, time for some thank yous. First up, Natalie, Amanda, and Brandy. This was our first time meeting, but y'all instantly made me feel like I was one of your sisters and I can't thank you enough for opening up and embracing the show and its message. You guys are awesome. To their entire team, including Chad Schultz at Warner, you knew I had been dying for this to happen and made it a reality, so thank you. And to Nikita Palmer, who worked out the whole schedule, I appreciate you so much. And thank you to the Breaking Through team, Brian Webb, Joey Salvia, and Jim Casey. But most of all, you for listening. (laughs) If you get a second, it would mean the world if you could rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. Maybe leave a review too This way the show gets more visibility And more people can find it And make sure to find me on social media To let me know what you thought I'm at Elena D. Smith That's E-L-A-I-N-A D as in dog S as in Smith Because that is very easy to spell And I'm mostly on Instagram So hit me up there before you do anywhere else I think that about does it for me this week. So make sure to come back next week because it looks like we're going to have someone who has a big part in Taylor Swift's career. Until then, don't forget women want to hear women and so do men. Love you guys. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.